Hi, this is Clint Dog Johnson from Grace College, and we're here with Coach Dan Davis doing a podcast together. Coach, I'm pumped to get this thing rocking and rolling. Clint Dog, man, I can't believe we're here. It's kind of scary, the two of us taking over a podcast, man. <laughs> it sure is, brother. You never know what's going to happen. Oh, I tell, I tell the audience, uh, I was walking through here one day uh, in the summer where we're up here visiting, and Clint Dog was like, pointed at me, hey, you're the new women's basketball coach, Dan Davis, da, 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 da. and I was like, you know, who is this guy, and uh, man, you are big dog on campus, buddy, and uh, so uh, that's how I kind of got to know him, and just kind of starting, uh, you know, like I said, we've starting to build a relationship, getting to know each other with our girls, getting in here in the strength and conditioning lab, going to work, and so we wanted to kind of jump in here and what, do this podcast, we don't have an official yeah. name yet, man, what are we, we, we're thinking what? Maybe Jesus and Hoops. Jesus but... and Hoops, Jesus and Jumpers, we don't know yet clint dog coach that we'll figure something out oh, yeah. at some point all we know is man we love some grace college and uh we are excited about just talking uh grace women's basketball talking about sports talking about uh, uh the lord talking about this great campus we uh here this community and whatever just kind of from week to week or every couple weeks so we hope you uh you guys that are tuning in spread the word uh share this podcast with people i think we're gonna have some fun so i'm Pumped. You ready to go, dude? Is the club Catholic? <laughs> oh, man, it's going to be great. All right, y'all strap on, put your seatbelts on, man. Hang in there with us. Let's go, Clint Dog. What you got for me, brother? First question is, All right. kind of talk us through the process of, you know, applying for the job yeah. and interviewing with Coach Briscoe and all that. What what was the was the kind of the the order of things yeah uh you know when the job kind of came open i saw it and i kind of i looked into it and the reason i heard of grace you know first and foremost was i've had several friends that play up here in the national christian college championships and a couple of them won the national championship so you know i kind of looked into it you know and i remember when i watched them play online i was like man that facility i mean that that gym you know our OCC, OCC is so darn nice and I just remember it. So, you know, I just did a little look and dug, dig, dug into it, looked at the community of Warsaw, the school, and, you know, just like anybody, you do some research. And then, honestly, after a few weeks, I kind of went back to it and talked to some good friends of mine, and they are like, man, you ought you to look into this job. And, you know, some great people up there and the leadership, and it's a great town, university type thing. So, you know, we did, and long story short, you know, this is, uh, I think we interviewed uh, with the coaches in this room we're in, and, you know, you just walked walked away from that day just you know having a real peace about you know if if it was meant to be that'd be a great place great place to call home a great place to raise a family a great place to coach and you know it was exciting to get back in a christian university or a christian setting coming from a christian high school before and coaching so you know it's just it's it, that's kind of how the process you know kind of the short story how it went about and and uh you know we are just you know we're in the transition right now sweet well, one thing that's different from the South is the winters are a little <laughs> bit crazy. Are you ready for the snow and the 15 below, or are you uh, 
do you think that'll take some getting used to? And what what's uh, what's your most the thing you're most looking forward to about the winter time? Oh man, you know I'm a southern boy, so obviously I, we have no clue about what real winter is and real weather, and so it's kind of like an excited, nervous. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we're, we we can't wait what we say see real snow. You know, down south you get those little dustings and uh-huh. school closes, and it's not maybe maybe an inch on the ground. You know what I mean? Yeah, because so, they're not used to it. So not used to down. it. We don't have winter clothes and so man we have no idea what we're in for but we are really excited but nervous about it you know what i mean in, in a fun way and uh oh. I, I you know that's one of the many great things about uh you know transitioning up here you know you get the four seasons seeing the fall right now and uh, I think I remember looking one day, it was like 66 here, but down south in the uh, Montgomery or something, it was like heat index was over 100. You wow. know, I mean, it's just kind of crazy sometimes the weather, but man, our kids, you know, we got, and we've been ordering our snow jackets or our winter jackets and whatever you call it, snow bibs and boots. And, you know, we got no idea, you know, our kids are out there shooting one day and it was in the low 50s in the morning and they were shooting on their basketball pad and one of them came in, one of the twin boys, and he wanted stocking cap you know i was like oh man dear lord boys we're in for a long haul man you know it's only 50 degrees we got a long way to go so we don't know what to expect but we're ready we'll be prepared and uh, kind of like you and I were talking off the, you know, off camera, off the radio a little bit. Uh-huh. It's, it's just been a great transition here, you know, since we gotten up here. Grace has been outstanding, just the welcoming from the minute we got the job to, you know, just this community of Warsaw and Winona. I mean, our kids are loving it. My wife's loving it. And, you know, it is no doubt just feels like home. We're really, really pumped about it. That's awesome. Tell us about your family, you know. I mean, yeah. Um, Tell us, you know, kind of maybe a little bit how you you and your wife met and about your kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we met in high school, started dating her my senior year, her junior awesome. year. And, you know, like most of us, we outpunt our coverage. And, uh, uh-huh. you know, I definitely have a great uh, – she's amazing. Christy's amazing. I mean, just an amazing coach's wife. I mean, she, you know, she's very, very involved in the program. I know that's something you want to talk about a little bit. And she always has been. She's always really done a – Really taking a, uh, I'd say, a real interest and in always develop a personal relationship with our players. You know, she's always been there. She's kind of been that mama, mother figure away from home, and, and uh, they love her. They love her to death. And so, um, and then, you know, we got four children, so she's so busy with that. They're all involved in, you know, some sort of activity or sport. So our oldest is Abigail, and she's 13. She's going to Lakeview over there, and, and just, you know, adjusting well here. She's playing on the volleyball team, and uh, she plays basketball and softball, so she's really getting situated in here well. And our oldest son is Cooper. He's 10. He's, you know, right next door to campus here at Grace at Jefferson. And, oh, man, he loves it. He loves, you know, every Friday he walks, you know, walks uh, across campus. Uh, the other day, uh, Miss Kelly picked him up and Coach Briscoe's girls and drove him over in a golf cart. So, you know, they think they're big time there. And, you know, he likes coming in there and watching practice, getting some shots up. So it, that's just – you can't put a, a price tag on that experience. It's really cool to, and then some mornings, you know, he'll come with me and I'll walk him, to, you know, across campus to Jefferson. So that's really neat to have that, 
Uh, I get that for two years. And then the twins, they're at a school called Good Shepherd, which is right next to um, the lofts on campus, those dorms. So, again, I can just drive my truck, pick them up, bring them over to the gym for a little bit. Then Chrissy can come get them. So, you know, they love their little school. It's just neat how the community is. And, and the twins, Nash and Tate, are four, be five in November. And so uh, it's just a, it's a great community we're in. It really is. I heard that on the through the process but man we just we're loving it brother we're loving it nice yep nice so another question yeah. would be i hear you're great with team bonding having the ladies over for dinners and doing things together as yeah. a team talk about that like what what do you how do you think that's gotten made the, made the process easier you yeah. know the transition like you know getting to know them on more than just the free throws and junk shots level. Yeah, uh, you know that's that, that's that's something that I think is a uh, just a, one of the many advantages uh, being at a school like Grace. You know, there there's you know they, they they want their professors and staff to invest in their people and the relationships with the students, and so it's no difference as a coach. And I just think in anything that you do, it's about people, and if you really truly invest in those people and and build sincere relationships, you know, uh, and capture their heart, you know, they'll run through a wall for you. And, uh, but, you know, Christy and I have always looked at this profession as, you know, kind of like your ministry, and, and we're just here to do, to serve these players and to help them grow on and off the court, uh, be there for them through the good, through the bad times. Um, and even, you know, there's going to be them times, uh, you know, I'm going to give them some, uh, love them tough a little bit, you know, on, on that basketball Christ court. Like you know. Oh, right. yeah, going, you know, <laughs> you know, there's, you know, you're going to coach them hard at times, and but they know you care about them and you, you coach them the right way. And so we've just tried from the get-go, you know, the minute we got here, you know, calling them. Uh, we got to spend some time with them when we were up here, got to watch them play, go get ice cream. Coach Briscoe took the team, all of us, to get ice cream. and. Wow. And then the relationship probably really started on the mission trip. You know, I mean, that was just a real blessing for us to go to Urban Hope in Philadelphia. And 10 of the 14 players, along with Abigail and I, were able to go up there and spend a week up there doing, you know, various work there uh, through Urban Hope and in the city of Philadelphia, working with the homeless, addiction, uh, you know, just children and all the different things that we did up there. And But it really, I, it was a blessing because instead of having to get right in the preseason, uh-huh. Man, you were away from basketball, and you were doing the Lord's work, and you were talking, and you were you know getting those small group conversations, just talking, eating together, three meals a day. Uh, I forgot the kind of ice cream that you got up there. The girls would probably laugh because there was this real good little ice cream, cheap ice cream. I forgot what they called it. It was like a dollar, and it was like a shaved ice, and it was really really good. It's something up in Philly, and so just you know getting those meals and and eating ice cream and talking. I think it it really allowed some. Those those relationships to start and then once we got here you know I just wanted to get with every player met with every player you know probably anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours in the office and just getting to know them and and then we we've had two two team meals uh so what we wanted to set up once we started we said okay you know we want to have them at the house and so we have them come over every third sunday 
and uh, they just come over and first Sunday Christy made taco bar uh, the second Sunday we did breakfast about burning the house down about burning bacon she probably <laughs> wouldn't want me to say that you know I was gone I was getting some chairs and some of the girls were already there so they were laughing but everything was okay the bacon got caught a little bit on fire and we were laughing and uh, so then on those Sundays so they come over Sunday evening and like I said man it's just a time uh, uh, you know put cell phones up put things away it's just a time for our, our team to forget about school basketball and things and just have some great fellowship over food and then we uh we do devotions together you know we spend time uh doing some devotion together uh, a bible study and uh and then just praying for each other having a time of prayer and and requests and it's it's great i mean on those sundays it's like you can't wait so this sunday uh one of our girls getting baptized so all the teams want to go to her church and see the baptism and then uh we're going to come over shortly afterwards and we're going to grill some dogs and hot dogs and uh burgers on the grill and hopefully i don't burn anything i ain't the best cook so you know we'll see you know it's not too hard you know it shouldn't be too hard to cook on the grill but i've burnt hot dogs and burgers before so you know we've done that and then um you know, like you said, we've we've done the retreat, and uh, that was just a day and a half of honestly just celebrate the end of preseason and uh, just have some fun together, relax, enjoy some beautiful fall-like weather. Uh, it was a blast. You know, the players were taking naps in those hammocks, you know, you put in the tree. Uh-huh. They were playing volleyball, doing different things down around the lake, uh, playing card games, you know, campfire s'mores, and you know, just a bunch of different things. Uh, as you know, I sometimes try to put on social media and everything and, and, you know, kind of try to tell our story a little bit. So, yeah, so, that you know, that's kind of the things we're doing, and we'll continue to do that. We've had the freshmen over for dinner one night, and uh, we'll, ha- we'll bring the senior class, the sophomores, and the juniors over. So anything we can, and I just think it's important because we want to create a family atmosphere. We want it to be a family, mm-hmm. and, uh, I, you know, it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to show it in your actions. So we really try to show these girls that there's more to it than just basketball, you know, that we care about them as people. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Love it, brother. That's Love awesome. it. Love it. Um, so one of the things you guys, you know, John Cheney at Temple back with Mark Lincoln and uh, <laughs> Donald Hodge and Rick Kilgore and those guys, he's notorious for early practices. And both you and Coach K, I mean, Coach Kessler, by the way, people who are listening, if you don't know Coach K, you're missing out because this guy's a hoot. He's but awesome. He's tweeting pictures of his dudes <laughs> carrying logs past President Kadup's office and being like, we thought about calling you, but then we thought better. And I heard you had the ladies up, I think, running and doing things at 5.30 in the morning, the crack of dawn. What, like, what has that done to kind of set the tones for how things have gone? You know, there's so many different ways in our profession to uh, do what we do. You know, like the old mm-hmm. saying, there's, you know, a hundred ways to skin a cat, right? You know, yeah. so there's so many different ways to do things. And there, no, there's no wrong way, right way. Uh, I think whatever it is, you know, you know, you got to have a plan. You're passionate about what you do. I think you got to create your standards uh-huh. and uh, those expectations day in and day out. You know, the things that you expect on the court, in the classroom, in the community, as a student athlete on this campus. And, uh, and, and as a coach and as a player, man, for a Christian university, uh, fair or not fair, there's a higher standard. And you got to understand that. I love our AD's uh, quote. He says, our character never takes a day off. 
And I think that is so true. So, you know, in the preseason, what you're trying to do is just really establish the kind of work ethic that's going to be expected. And uh, there's just something about getting up early because no one likes to get up early, really, right? Amen. So, I mean, come on. And, uh, you know, we're running in the dark. You know, it's 5.45 a.m. They're on the track stretching, and you're running. It's pitch black. But it's so cool because you see the stars, you know, over that track. Stargazing. Man, you see those stars. Time you're done. The sun starts coming up. You you know you've accomplished something. But, yeah, we've really – you know, we took a month of the preseason. You know, gave them the first week to get situated with the school. You have your big, you know, I call it the State of the Union address, kind of go down through boom, 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 all your different stuff with, uh-huh. you know, your team and how we're going to do this, how we dress, how you know, all those things. And then, man, we went five straight days into uh, kind of just like uh, every morning, you know, stretching, start running at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. and just ran the stew out of them basically five straight days. Ran you know, the stew. Ran the stew out of them. And it was, you know, it's been different, and but they really responded well. And then the last day on that Friday, we took an horizon roll. You know, and those are the oh, things I think as a awesome. coach you got to do. I mean, the you Amish know, yeah, oh, yeah. Amish, you exactly right. And man, that place is so good. And just to see their smiles after you know five days of that. You know, and it, again, that's building chemistry. It's creating a tradition. You know, every year when we do that, we know we'll go there. And then from that week on, we went into where we would uh, we lift weights three days a week. And man, let me tell you what, got to give mad props to Coach Scott Moore, our men's assistant oh, basketball coach. He's and, my boss. Oh, your boss, man, he is awesome. And I tell you what, I love going in those weight sessions and popping in and and just seeing what he's got the girls doing. So he's done a a phenomenal job. So he's got them in there Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. They're getting their lifts in, you know. And and like yesterday, they did yoga, which was great. You know, something different, shake it up, love Uh it. Um, And then we would condition three days a week. Uh, Once we got in after the five day, we went three days of lift running, three days of lifting, and then we'd spend two days – um, in small groups doing skill work on the court, just fundamentals, you know, skill training. And then on Fridays, we would have a, a two-hour practice. And it wasn't really – it was just – I like to say more conditioning with the ball and trying to instill in them the intensity, the energy, the the, 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 the talking we want in practice and everything. And, and we have a saying, TNT, tuck and talk. Tuck, talk, and touch. Talk, you know, to high five. Talk, always talking. Communicating. Communicate, yeah, yeah the That's energy, yep. you, you, you know, we want to play with. So, you know, then when that was done, you know, we uh, the last day of condition Friday, what did we do? We go to rise and roll one more time, you know. Nice. And then we went into the retreat. And then last week, uh, you know, we just started uh, official practice uh, and really getting that part of it going. So now we're, you know, we just finished our seventh practice yesterday. Last night, we still, we go at 5.30 in the morning. Last night, we had practice at 9 o'clock at night. Uh, Both polar opposites of it. Yeah, tall, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, you know, we got, went from 9 to about 11.15, and I think time I got home and ate a little bit, I was hungry, you know, it was about 1 o'clock, 1.30, getting in bed, but, you know, and then, uh, but you love it, you know, and the girls, I, I give girls credit, man, I mean, you know, and you try to relate it, it, it uh, you know, if they make that national tournament out in uh, Iowa next year, you could play a game at 9 o'clock, you yeah. know, and that's why I told them. But I said, your game won't start at 9. I promise you it's going to start probably later because of overtimes. And So, uh-huh. you know, again, it's good to put them in situations to see, okay, here's a 5.30 a.m. practice. How do they respond? Here's a 9 o'clock p.m. practice. Uh-huh. How do they respond, you know? And so I think it's good. 
because you put them in different situations, having to challenge them and do different things. And, you know, that's the big thing that we've really tried to create so far is that there's going to be a high, high standard. Yeah. And you, you're going to reach it. You can reach it. You just got to believe in yourself, you know, mm-hmm. and not listen to the negative dog, but listen to the positive dog, as we like to say a lot of times to them, and instill that belief and instill that enthusiasm in them and understand that they can do it together. You know, it, it, it can't be done by yourself. It's got to be all of us, all of us pulling no in the same direction. Yeah, yeah, no, no. And, you know, but and having it that you do the things you control, you know, energy, effort, intensity, the attitude, the body language, you know, those are things that will get you through those tough times and the adversity that's going to hit in every single game. There's adversity, you know, there's uh-huh. all. So just trying to create all those things that we want in that culture and, and, uh, you know, when we break our huddles, we say, what's our job? And the team repeats, love us. What's your job? Love each other. You know, and that you've got to create a love. I mean, it, it is so vital that, that our team, they love each other. They're there for each other. They care for each other. And sometimes that love's going to be that, you know, you know, you got to love each other tough. You got to hold each other accountable, you know. And as coaches, I think for them understanding that there's a standard and we will hold you accountable to that standard every day and instilling that in them. So, I mean, they've been doing a really a really solid job adjusting so far, you know, to us, to Coach Carroll, myself, and uh, just how we want things done and how we're doing it. And, you know, you just take one day at a time, win the day, be the best you can today. Um, and then some other things we try to do in the preseason. Every Thursday we call them win the day talks. And so we meet every Thursday at 4 o'clock in a classroom and those talks, you know, we've been just talking through our culture and, and various things we have, our win forever philosophy to the girls have created their standards. Um, and, and maybe the next podcast I'll bring it. So we get, they create the standards for the year. And I tell them, look, Moses had the top ten, right, the Ten yeah, Commandments, and we're going to have our top ten, our, our Ten Commandments, so to speak. And so we come up with kind of ten standards, and they put it together. And so then they have accountability to it. You know, it's something that they put together that the coaches didn't force feed them, you uh-huh. know. And so they take those, and we'll put it in the locker room on their lockers, and, and we'll go through that a little bit. And then they'll be tested on some of these things before they get their gear you know so they're going to get tested on some things to make sure that they you know buy you know understand it you know so it's not just on a piece of paper but it's a i like to say it's a living breathing document so we'll show videos uh motivational type little videos or clips how does this apply to us how does this apply to life uh We've done various activities with sticking. We just, again, it's just team building that, uh, you know, that we can apply not only to basketball, but outside of basketball to life on our campus. And then we like to spend, and then of course, we're going to spend some time in prayer, you know, prayer requests and, and things like that and pray at the end. And, uh, you know, it's, it's in the end of the week. I'm sure sometimes they come in there and they're probably tired or dragging a little bit, but you know, based looking at their face expressions, I think they're getting a lot out of it, you know, and, and it's, it's a good time again, just again, it, 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 that's what we want to do here, that when we recruit kids, that they understand that we're investing in them and understand it's about the team and it's about them and how can they help the team and how can the team help them grow and you're just creating that culture you want. That's a long answer, Clint Dog. Hey, I love it. <laughs> I'm long-winded too. Oh, well, come on. What's next? Okay, so kind of tying in with that yeah like you had the girls make was it a word of the year yeah and also 
like talk about do you guys have a theme verse or do each of them have a theme verse from the retreat how's that go you know we uh we haven't done team verse for us yet uh but we have done our individuals so each player had to set some goals write out some goals type it up that individual goals they had i wanted them to give me some team goals that they had and i also then said i want your verse what it's a verse for you this year and a word and so as I start getting to know them, I'll go through their individual goals. And, and the team goals, you know, we'll set some team goals. But I'm more about, you know, just the team. If you take care of it, you know, I know it's a very cliche thing right now, coach, the process. I really – but I believe in it. You know, I don't want them to – everybody wants to win the conference tournament, right? Everybody wants to win the national. Everybody that competes in the NCCAA wants to win that. So we know that, but it's the day-to-day habits and how you approach those habits every day that'll give you a chance to to compete for those things. And uh, we have a pyramid that's really defining how we focus that process and and go about it. But the big thing we always say, you know, how we define success is maximizing your potential on and off the court to be the best you can be. I mean, that's it. You know, at the end of the day, and knowing that we did everything we can to be the best, and we'll, whatever the results are, I probably, they're going to be good results. You know, it may not always be that championship, but you know, but you you got to have something from a process oriented. So with that, those goals, that's how it, it's been neat to see what some of the team goals are that individually, and I shared them with them. It's neat to see what each person's goals are and they're on the court, off the court, spiritual, whatever. So whatever your goals are, just, and then that helps me to help them reach those goals and what they are. So then their word, and coaches had to do word. My word was serve, you know, whatever. And everybody had to do a word and a verse. And so we took a canvas pad on a retreat and a bunch of Sharpies, and they wrote their word, their verse. And, and then there, we got them on their locker, in front of their lockers uh, down in the uh, OCC. And so, you know, the reason behind that is I think sometimes, like, you know, one of our girls' word it sticks out, but the first one popped my head was fire. You know, another one I think about brave. And just how can that apply to them and how can I use that word to help them grow on this campus, grow in their faith, grow as people, grow as a student athlete, grow on that court, tied in with their verse. So, And I think it's something that I hope for them that is really simple. And when they're struggling, they got it. They know that word brave, be brave, fire, whatever. You know, there's so many different love. One girl I remember had love. Uh, one girl was competitor, you know. Uh-huh. And it's good, and I, it's a word that, you know, will help them, I hope, get through the various things through the year. And so, it's you know, there's a reason behind it and, and everything. So they, they really, it was fun, all of us decorating our canvases, you know, and cutting nice. up, making fun of everybody who's good at art, who's not good at art. Uh, it took me three canvases to get mine, and mine was pretty basic. So Can we one, call it a Danvis? Yeah, Dan, I like it. Clint Dog, I like it, my man. Kiana and I were laughing because ours are similar in coloring and kind of plain. So I was like, mine's better than yours. So we were laughing about it. You know, and then you got Rachel over. Everybody wants uh, Rachel Montgomery for her to do all of them. You know, I was like, no, you all got it because Rachel, I guess, is pretty artistic. Uh-huh. So hers is all art. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. And again, you know, it's, 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 there's more to it than the basketball side. And so that's something that between me and that player, we can work through things and help her through it, and she can use it. So, yeah. And you can go back throughout the year, like, say, 
You got to make sure it's important that you spend Uh those little moments with them. It may be when they come sign in at the door on a Monday, or maybe when they put their phone, you know, I stole something from our volleyball coach. I loved it. She makes them drop their phone uh, at her office door before practices. And I was watching that. I said, Katie, so what what do they, she goes, I want, you know, I want them talking to each other in the locker room. I said, I love that idea. And so we got a basket. Carol and Coach Mack bought a basket that looks like a basketball net. And, uh-huh. and, you know, those little – it's neat because when practice is over, they go to the locker room, they got to come up. Well, you're right there in the office or outside the uh-huh. office, so you can talk to them for a few minutes, you know. You can – maybe a kid you chewed on a little bit in practice, you know, hey, keep your head up, but you got to play harder. you got to work harder. You know, your attitude's got to get better. Or maybe a kid that struggled and you're like, you're doing fine, keep your head – you know, or maybe great practice, you know. Or it just – Again, those little two, three-minute conversations, they just over and over, you know, they add up. And I just always feel like not only are you putting deposits in as coaches, but they're, they, they don't realize how many deposits they put in in you. When they come by your office and, you know, just checking in and, and sitting down and cutting up or saying something or talking, you know, it's, it's – and and I think this generation you got to work at that even more. You know, uh-huh. I think yeah. you know we're and even us adults probably getting too addicted to these little gadgets we're oh, talking to. Definitely. I mean, we know that. <laughs> yeah. And so just it, it makes everybody in the program have those face to face conversations. And so, you know, the word, all that. There's a reason behind it all. Sweet. Leading up into our last question, yeah. then I want to ask you you. Uh, you and Chaparisco hired what I think is an ace in the hole, uh, Carol McGregor. Uh-huh. I've heard so many good things about. I mean, she's coached AAU. Yep. Uh, I think coached at Northwestern. Played, played at, at Purdue. Purdue. Yeah. Played at Northwestern High, High School. School player. Yeah. Yeah. So, what has Carol brought <sighs> to your staff, and what do you, um, you know, what what has been what have been some things that you've noticed right away that she. she